Hey Faith Fam, what is going on? Welcome to Your Faith Talks, a podcast that aims to encourage each and every individual to walk boldly in faith. I'm your host, Jamie Virgin, and I need y'all to grab your coffee, grab your tea, or even your lunch, and let's sit down and chat. Who's ready to walk and talk together in faith with me? Hey, Faith Fam, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of Your Faith Talks. I am super excited to get in today's episode. As every episode, I'm always excited. And I want to just talk to you guys a little bit on your commentary. Where are you guys in the comments? I need you guys out here. I need your comments. I need your ratings. And I need your love. And I need you to go check out my website, Life with a Cup of Sugar, and my Instagrams for more encouragement because we are here to encourage and help one another in this dire life that we live. So let's get into today's topic. Is there room for God? There's this song by Jonathan McReynolds, and it's called Make Room. And the lyrics go something like this. I make time for what I treasure, and I make time for what I want. I choose my priorities, and Jesus, you are my number one. Is there room for God in your life? And I'm asking you that as a serious question that you really need to get into is, am I making room for God in my life? Do I make time for him? Because for me, I can be honest, as me, sometimes I wake up so late and the thing is already up that I have to do double time to catch up with him. Meaning I roll out of bed, do my drive-by prayer, and I'm just like, all right, God, you know, I'll talk to you in the day. You know, you know, I'm busy, Lord, you know, schoolwork and all that stuff. And I put out these excuses and I tell him I'm busy. I'll come back to you later. And I don't know if you listened to an earlier episode where I talked about God knocking on the doors of our hearts, asking us to let him in. He's saying, hey, will you let me in today? Hey, I'm still here. Will you let me love you the way you deserve to be loved? Hey, will you allow me to show you how I see you, how I know that you have been called because I've called you. So I know the calling of your life is beyond what you see, beyond what the world sees. Make time for him because he wants you in his arms. And I slow down there a little bit because he does. He wants us to stay in his arms in a protective space, not physically, but spiritually and mentally, that we enclose our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. I know that sometimes it becomes overwhelming, life, and we don't see the end or the breakthrough. We don't understand where God is. We don't understand why we're confused, why we're going through what we're going through, but I need you to know that he's still there. There are times I'm driving in the car from work or I'm driving from somewhere and Nathaniel's there in the car seat in the back and he's doing what he has to do as a little baby and I'm there doing what I have to do to keep me sane. I'm there blasting my Christian music because that's where God found me. He found me through worship music and that's why I love to sing. I had to be a little extra about love because I love to sing. I sing everywhere, everything. I love it. Gospel music is my heart, my soul, my body. It makes me who I am. And so I'm sitting in the car and I'm blasting my music, not too loud because the baby has eardrums that cannot be bursted. And I'm there like, God, I need you in this car. I need you in my heart. I need this time with you. It's 20 minutes for me to get from my mom's house to my house. So God, walk with me, sit with me in this car ride. There's times I'm taking a shower and I'm just like, God, I need you in the shower with me because you've been so good to me. I cannot tell it all. 
Anybody else got that testimony? Like, whoa, I can't be over here just imagining and thinking by myself. God is so good to me. I'm in the shower, shower room trying to clean myself. But God has been so good to me. I cannot tell it all to anybody. And I'm just there. I just start praying and pressing because I need him. Some people, what they do, they often start waking up earlier to make time for him. Some people make time for him at night. There was a season of my life before I got married when I would just put my headphones in and tune out everybody. And that is my time. I could be in the busiest room in the whole universe. I could be at the airport, in a plane, next to people, crowded, in an elevator. And I'm there with my God, our God, in my headphones, listening to music. He is centering me. That is my center. That is my dwelling place. That is my place of peace where I found peace in music. God found me. And so I look at it like this. I can't be my best self if I'm not spending time with the one who allows me to be my best self, you know, or let me say it like this so you can understand it. I can't be the best Jamie in this universe without tapping into the one who gave me life, who gave me a purpose and a plan, who recreated my characteristics and said, no, hold up. You're not that. You're not who you were. You are Jamie. You are Jamie called and delivered. You are my child and you're not going back. There was this sermon by Michael Todd and I love it. He was saying when his phone is dead, like all our phones die, we want to get a plug to plug it in. So think about it like this. When your spirit is dying, when your energy is broken, when your heart is broken, when you are feeling tugged this way and that way, who do you seek? Where do you go? to get your energy, to help your spirit. When your spirit feels like it is overflown and dying, who do you plug into? What do you plug into? This world comes up with so many different ideas of what we can plug into and who we should be and how we should address our self-care. But I need you to know that when you are dry, when you are burdened, when you are overflowing, tap into he that gave you breath. Plug into the source, which is Jesus Christ. And I am not ashamed to say that I need his strength to help me because of my human strength is not enough. I need above it all strength, right? Because it's him who is above it all, okay? It's him who fights the battles that we can't see. I was telling my husband the other day that, yo, if I was to be able to see the spiritual battles that I face on a daily basis, I would have crumbled in fear. There are so many spiritual battles. We are in spiritual warfare day and night. Those that testify on the name of Jesus, those that are not ashamed of the gospel. We are in spiritual warfare. We are crossing battles we can't see. Just the other day, in one week, three car accidents happened in front of me. Literally, the car in front of me, car accident, car accident, car accident. And I said, praise God, because that could have been me. But I also said, oh, God, because I don't want anybody else to get hurt. We are dodging bullets. The enemy is throwing spears. The enemy is throwing daggers at us. And God is like, whoa, watch out. Whoa, I'm pushing you out the way. Whoa, not that exit. Whoa, not that turn. No, I'm going to have you miss this season because I need you to miss out. I need you to be here for the next one. And because this season is going to deter you, because this season the devil's going to try to throw spears at you. I know you think you can handle it, right? I know you think you're above it all by yourself, but I'm here to protect you. I'm here to watch out for you. Take your time to read the word. Not only that, because you know, guys, I did have an episode about getting into the word, but not even the word, not only the word, get time with God. Secure that time with him. 
I know we have so many things to do. Our life is filled with so many ups, twists and turns, roller coaster, six flag type of thing type of fun we're so busy stopping at every post office and every mailbox and taking our child to every school ballet class or soccer or tournament i have this devotional on my website life with a cup of sugar it's only seven days it's an alarm that will help you wake up and i'm not here to sell it you don't have to get it it will help you to see where we are and to realize why it's important for us to make room Right now, not tomorrow, not the next day. We should have made room yesterday. I should have made room yesterday. You should have made a room yesterday. It's only seven days. When you have a night routine, is God in your night routine? Because for not my night routine, I try to get him in. I'm telling y'all, I really do. I put Nathaniel down and then I try to clean up the house from room to room to room. So I make it from the kitchen to the bathroom to, to the living room to just clean up the little stuff I can. And then... I will work out or I will hang out with Gamar or we'll just watch a movie with, you know, with Gamar and stuff. And then I go to sleep. I say a little prayer. I'm already in bed, y'all. I am that sleepy person who's like, you know, God. And God's like, you know what? I don't know. You're not talking to me. You're not telling me anything. And even though I know, I know I need you to talk to me. He needs you to talk to him. When I'm cooking, I find peace when Gamar's home or when somebody's at my house with me. I find peace in cooking, not having Nathaniel drag my leg around. And I say, God, cook with me. Cook with me. When you have 57 kids on your hip and you feel like you have no time, make room. Make time for him so that your spirit will be in peace, that your spirit will be in fellowship with him. I was reading something this morning, y'all, and it was Psalms 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. When you're feeling like your boss is getting on your nerves mentally, take that thought and be still. When your husband is getting on your nerves, y'all, I'm testifying it. <laughs> I love you, babe. When your husband is getting on your nerves and you want to say something, but you know you shouldn't because the Holy Spirit is like, don't say that. Be still. Your wife is getting on your nerves. Be still. When you're feeling like you're out of control, be still. When you feel like you don't know what to turn left or right, be still and trust God. Let us move in that motion. Be still and trust God. He is above. He is above it all. Let us call on that above it all strength. And I remember when that was like a thing. I'm above it all. Like it's above it all. Like he's above it all. What was it or something? But what I'm letting y'all know is he is above it all. He has that above it all strength that he will give you. So I make time for what I treasure. Right. And I make time for what I want. I choose my priorities. And Jesus, you're my number one. There's a time in my life I was trying to do things right, you know? I was trying. I was trying so hard. I was just trying my spirit, my human nature to do what I thought was right. And I messed up and I hurt somebody. I cheated on them. And I loved the person, you know? And after, I felt like the worst person. But not only did I feel like the worst person, I lost my identity in that relationship. I replaced him as my God. And it wasn't until after everything went down. Obviously, the cheating is my part. It was after everything went down. Because before that, before the cheating happened, God already said, this is not your relationship. He said, this is not the relationship. And then he said, if you let him go and he's supposed to be yours, he'll come back. That was before I cheated. And God said, because I need you guys to realize, Jamie, I need you of all to realize that it's me. It's about me. Everything you do is about me. And in the relationship, 
I didn't know it was about him. So I didn't do it. So I didn't listen to him. So I pushed him to the side and I hurt people. And I look back at it sometimes and I regret that I didn't listen. And I'm grateful for a mother who loves the Lord because she told me to read my Bible. And I was like, the Bible ain't going to help me. And it changed my heart. I went to Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added up to you. And I love God. Like, I love God. Do you love God? What's wrong with you? Period. Like, I think God is the best salesperson out there, right? Because he says, seek me first. If you find me, you know, go in the word, do what you got to do. Seek me first, right? And all these things, everything you want, everything you, you want in this life, you desire, you're going to have it. And it was in that moment when I was like, okay, you know what, God, I'm going to spend this time with you. I'm going to put in the work. And this was before I got married and before I had a son. And after, you know, everything happened with that relationship, I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to put in this work with you. I'm going to put the time with you, just you. And it was in that two years before I met my husband that God changed my heart, rearranged my soul, deleted people out of my life and held me close and was like, girl, you know, I love you. No, but seriously, he was like, you know what? He wasn't telling me this, but he was saying, you know, when somebody's talking and you can't hear them, he was literally saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a 360 on you. You think you want this, but I'm going to give you this. He, you seek him and the desires of your heart begin to change. You desire different things. And he says, you know, you think you wanted that, but I'm going to give you that. And it's far beyond what you ever thought you needed or what you thought you would get. And that's why I say he's the best salesman, because he said, seek me and I'm going to give you everything you want. And he turned around and he said, you know what? I'm going to give you everything you need and I'm going to fill you with an everlasting love. And I'm going to love you like you've never been loved before. And I'm going to fill your character with these things that are above and not beneath. I'm going to help you to lift you up, to uphold you, because when you spend time with me, whoo! You are a new creation. You are a new creature. Everything old is passed away. And I don't know if I am misrepresenting the verse that I just spoke, but please get into your word as always and fact check your girl. We all aim to be better. We all aim to be better than who we were yesterday. I know on social media, now we're on Instagram, there's TikTok. You can see everybody's business and the business that you didn't even want out there. You can still see their business. And we're there comparing like, oh, my gosh, I wish I wish I could do that. Or, oh, God, why didn't I get that gift? Or, God, what's going on? What? Why couldn't I do that? Why didn't you give that to me? Don't compare yourself to nobody else because you are you. And it took me a long time to realize that. And I'm still battling with that. Do not compare yourself. Do not be jealous of the loved ones around you. Lift them up, uplift them and find some help for you. One of the reasons I want to go into counseling is because it took me a long time to find who I was and to find help. God helped me. He lifted me up out of the Murray clay, but he also sent help through a therapist and a counselor. All my years of hurting people and not knowing how to be a friend, not knowing how to love people properly, it was revealed. And that's me. I don't know what would help you, but I'm a big fan of counseling. I'm a big fan of therapy. Because we all need help, right? And again, we don't always need help the same ways. You might need something different than I do. And that's okay. So don't look at them. What are you doing? Are you making time for the things that are important? In this sense, literally, I'm not talking about God. I'm not talking about just God. 
I'm talking about the things that are important to you, the things you want to strive for, the goals you want to reach. Don't let anyone make you feel bad for the journey God has put you on. What are you doing to make room for the things that are important to you? Are you putting away the TV that you don't need to watch? Are you putting away the junk food that you don't got to eat? Are you working out and being intentional because you have a goal? Because if you're not putting in place the things you need to get done, then stop saying that you're making room for God. Stop saying that you are trying to make room for things because if you see that there's a need, If you are complaining and not making a difference, then what are you doing? You're wasting time and our life is like vapor. We don't have time for that. We're here today, gone tomorrow. Get in with your business. Get in with your bills. Get in with that relationship. Get in with putting away that TV. Get intentional with your life. Get intentional with God. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you. Tap into him who has already tapped into you. So I make room for what I treasure, right? And I make time for what I want. I choose my priorities. And Jesus, you are my top one. What are you making room for in this life?